welcome to a podcast called Live. I'm the host, Nathan Kachera, here with Ethan. I'm back, baby. Oh, like MJ. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> and of course, special guest star, Maddie. How you doing, Maddie? I'm good. How are you? Soundstripe. What about Wonder Woman 2? Not as good. Yeah. Not as good? Not as good. How would you guys rate sequels? Like sequels to movies? They're hit or miss. Hit or miss? Yeah. It, it, it depends on if they're actually trying to extend story and development or if they're just wanting money. Okay. What is a successful sequel? Shrek 2. Shrek, Shrek. Shrek 2. Okay. Shrek 2 is by far the most successful I think I would also want to say financially, but like story-wise, cultural-wise, some people, older people are probably going to be like, Godfather, but Shrek 2 <laughs> is the best sequel to ever been made. It hands down, it develops, it adds more to the story, it adds new characters flawlessly, there's character development, it's, it's like the same message as the first one, but better. The music is off the charts. The action, I mean everything. They they just took Shrek and just turned it up to 11. And then they made Shrek 3 and no one talks about that. <laughs> or Shrek 4. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this is Shrek 5. They've been, they've been trying to make another Shrek or a reboot for years. It's never going to happen. They'll never get off the ground. I, I will never, if if Shrek ever gets remade or rebooted, I will never see it. What if there's like a live action Shrek? There is. Shrek the musical. You're kidding. I, it's a real thing, dude. They make a musical out of anything. Wow. Yeah. I personally have seen clips of it. It's not, it's not entertaining to me. I feel but like I've lived under a rock. I, I don't like Broadway, so maybe I'm just a low life scrub, but it, was, <laughs> it wasn't entertaining to me. Watching lord farquad sing i didn't do it for me that's fair only certain people can sing that's yeah. fair uh maddie did you have any uh i guess about college professors what is your philosophy there and also did you have any like particularly challenging ones um i had some interesting grad student experience as far as <laughs> I took an English class, not that great at English, but it's besides the point. <laughs> and uh, I had a professor, I guess you would call him, but he was in grad school and uh, didn't put a single grade into the computer. Oh, yeah. Halfway through the semester, he wrote each person's grade on a slip of paper oh, and passed yeah. it out. And I was like, oh, great. I'm failing and I found out how to slip a paper. What? Like semester. Yep. What? So that was very interesting. He was a great guy. Just, sure. Just I think he was figuring out the whole teaching room. Why is it always English though? Like why Why is English like the dedicated subject that graduate students just enter into? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they just don't want to be high school teachers or what. But yeah, so... Try and jump the line, I suppose. Yeah, I guess, but... He jumped a little too far. Yeah, he did. I had some great professors in my major and um, taught a lot on, like, practice-based teaching, and so that was awesome and felt like I learned a lot from them, but... 
Um, other than that, just kind of went through the motions of getting my uh, gen eds done, and yeah. I don't know. You had some. There was some drama in interior design when you were in school. Yeah, there was a little drama, but I didn't try and let it get to me too much. I there's, guess there's some scandalous, like oh no, some power struggle things going on with like the what do you call that? The CEO of interior design. Mm -hmm. What 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 was her title? Do you remember? Uh, she was the president director. director that's what i was looking for of <laughs> school of design yeah yeah there was just some like weird choices for professors in the and like where money was getting allocated um how she was handling her like seat in as a director uh it got to a point where the school of architecture which is under the school of design uh, so design. it was its own thing and then after it was I think my junior or senior year then um, the director of the school of design decided um, that she wanted to take over that program and add it to the school of design which people were not happy about um, and so yeah I think six faculty members in the architecture program quit in within one year um, and in the interior design program, we lost one, had a bunch of adjunct professors, especially during like the COVID year. Um, and they weren't the best either, just because, I mean, they, their intention wasn't to be a teacher. And so then they just came in for a semester and didn't really know what they were doing. So that was weird. <laughs> and then um, the director of the school of design decided that we needed more people with PhDs and like research backgrounds Makes as our professors. And so, like I said before, I really appreciated the people that were teaching like based on practice. And then they were bringing in all these people that all they had was their PhD and thought they knew everything and oh. made us just write a bunch of research papers. And we didn't really do anything as far as like what I'm actually doing now like in the field and stuff like that so it was really weird and kind of sounds like the whole school of design is kind of taking a downturn but yeah it was the last year we we're in school or the year before but they got to a point where the students the student body of architecture wrote an open letter to <laughs> like the director yeah. and like we're, we're we're dying like this is not good this is a problem it was the last week of our senior year. So like as we're finishing up our projects and doing all of our finals, we're also writing a 15 page paper of, this is our list of demands as far as the school of design and this is what we want done. Like written to um, the provost and basically like we need this stuff done. And we had um, the president of SDSU, we included him in the letter all of that and so it I don't think really ended up making anything happen but yeah the architecture did it and then interior design was like we should also do that to just show <laughs> that this yeah. whole division is crumbling yeah and the fact that we are seeing it and we're paying for this crumbling division and you guys are doing nothing about it mm -hmm. yeah so they I mean as seniors you could easily just walk away and be like I'm done I got my piece of paper I'm out but they were like we don't want to see these kids paying thousands of dollars for a struggling division like a department so like they help them try to get some way in but 
it kind of went in vain because I mean when I started the program as a freshman we had our three main faculty members and by the time uh, I think this last May 2023 all three of them have quit gone wow yeah jeez yeah drama llama good lord Mm -hmm. wow it was so it's very fun listening to um there's a couple of our friends were in the same major as maddie and listening to them all just like complain about it and just like talk crap (laughs) over like a bottle of wine in an apartment was was probably some more entertaining ways to like spend a thursday evening sure (laughs) that's awesome I will say that I have a uh, nothing that can relate to that, <laughs> but uh, I will say that um, I had something kind of funny, but kind of, uh, I guess, showed my growth, at least personally throughout college. I had a professor in history. I love getting history classes as like extras that we had to have enough credits to graduate. You know, you have those filler classes. So I just take a history class. I took one on like Germany. Just straight up, just history of Germany, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, mostly highlighting, you know, like World War One, World War Two, and it was awesome. Uh, remember, Jess, uh, we would sit and have, you know, our halves of pizza and halves of ice cream, and we'd just watch, like, uh, World War Two in color. And like, oh, yeah, Nazis, sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm like, this is perfect. Well, this professor and I, um, remember I mentioned usually being late to class. I started cleaning that up the older I got. But for some reason, his class, I was late a lot because it was during COVID and I had to go from my house all the way to the other side of campus of Vermillion, find a parking spot and then get into his class, Mm -hmm. which is for some reason in the science building. Doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Must have been the only spot open, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I would usually be rolling up and on the first, I want to say it was either the first or second day. It's probably the second day. I'm like, dude. I'm a half an hour late. Is it even worth going in? Like, I was down bad. I was like, I really want to go to this class. I like learning about history. Why I picked it. This is awesome. And keep in mind, this is like my like last year. I know it was my last year. It was uh, my second to last year of college. And I'm like, you know, like with COVID being the year before, and like we're still done with the after effects or having hybrid classes, like I want to be in class just to see people. I want to be there so I can learn. Because, you know, at that point, I think my maturity level rose. And I'm like, I'm paying for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I need to get something out of this. And um, I'm going to the class. I'm a half an hour late. I feel bad. And I'm just like, do I even go in? Anyway, somebody holds the door open for me. I, like, rush in. And then I realize the person behind me is going to the same class as I am. And I'm like, okay. They hold the door open for me. And he goes, Nate. And I look back. It was my professor. <laughs> we were both a half an hour late to class that's and amazing from that point on he was 15 minutes late to every single class wow because he was teaching across campus and oh, he had to walk gosh. the whole way See, you hate that and he would always apologize and the crazy thing was is of a class of like i think it was a class of 16 eight people showed up to class every day and you know like we talked earlier about some people just take the test don't care about attendances well, it'd be me and him running in like 15 minutes late together. <laughs> so <laughs> I really did uh, at least get to know him, uh, his uh, not professional side, of course, just, you know, his well, personality. Side, yeah. yeah. 
And I actually had a class in the next year, my last year of college and got an A in that one. I was like, yes, growth. I think my brain fully developed. Thank you. <laughs> I finally figured this out. Got here. Yeah, it was awesome. But it's just like, thanks, dude. And then he was just like, hey, you can relate to class every day. And I'm like, <laughs> no, are you? And he's just like, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a good moment. But yeah, I would say... Um, as much as I guess in the uh, the jobs podcast, Ethan and I uh, established uh, a little bit ago, I would say the experience for college definitely helps with your growth, but it doesn't always translate to help you find a job. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think it was a pretty overall good experience for me. Uh, Ethan, what do you think? About what? Uh, about yourself, your experience of college. Was oh, it worth it? Oh, yeah. To be honest... I flip flop a lot. Really? Um, sometimes, sometimes I think it was whether or not I had like tuitions and scholarships paid for and all that, all that, all that. Sure. Um, other times I think like I just didn't. I shouldn't have gone. I should have like went into a more like votech, went into something a bit more like hands on. Because sometimes I uh, wish I was more active in a job. Because now, now that I have a office job i have to like working out is almost mandatory so i don't die at age like 60 right from, like, diabetes or like heart attack or something like that so i can have hobbies or other things to keep me moving so that i'm not sedentary most of my day which can cause major health concerns which i think is a big big problem with a lot of modern jobs but that's a subject for a different topic but with college, I'd say it's 50-50, depending on the day. Like today, yeah, I was probably worth it. Hot dog. Hot dog. All right. Maddie, what were your thoughts on your overall experience? Um, Definitely wasn't what I thought I was going to be getting into. A lot harder and... um, <laughs> Work intensive. Yes. <laughs> there were many late nights, many all-nighters, many anxiety filled days a lot of tears yeah a lot of tears but i mean i think what made it the most worth it was just like the friendships that i made through my major and uh definitely lifelong and so that has made it worth it for sure and i do like my job and the thing that i i do every day so that makes sense i did forget to mention the friends part i mean i feel like that is just culturally developable or mm -hmm. developmental for everybody just to meet new people have different things develop a personality that's real you know something mm -hmm. that you don't have to force throughout high school if you did if not you know you're true to yourself the whole time beautiful you <laughs> still find your way you still find your way no matter what happens as long as you know you have a path you have some sort of purpose i guess uh -huh. so to end this segment i do want to talk about um, our jobs we have now and if we have any um you know current uh juicy things stories to talk about and then after that uh i have a couple of riddles and we'll close this the only way i know how so first off jobs we all have jobs now one way or another we got there do you guys have any uh compelling stories that the listeners might find intriguing my job's boring i'm an engineer man I mean, like everyone on my floor is so white bread milk toast. They're all they're all just like the classic Midwest nice 
they're I would say five to and some points 20 years like more experienced than me they're just like in their life like they got kids they got bigger hat like they just have there's more down the line than I am <laughs> and I'm just just enjoying where I am and they're complaining about like stupid stuff like driveways and like curves and I'm like I just don't care man I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't care it's not interesting to me I, I'm definitely feeling that cliche office talk where you almost catch yourself talking about something and you're like, what, what am I even saying? Like, what, what are we even doing here? Like, why am I here? I'm getting that a lot lately. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that's why I like when I have work because then my brain like focuses on it. But when I run out of work, who boy, it's not great. You're just like around, you're talking to some person and you're just like, what's your name? <laughs> what are we talking about? Or like somebody like in a cube behind me, I swear most of their day they're just walking around and I'm like, that's cool, man. But also if I was you, I just get my stuff done and leave. Like no offense to anybody here. Like y'all are nice people, but I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make a paycheck. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. Maddie, any, uh, noseworthy or noteworthy from your uh, side of things um we do a lot of makeup talk we do a lot of, a lot of food gossip. talk a lot of gossip it's all it's all women talking yeah oh okay there's one guy that i work oh, with sorry. but he is mainly down in harrisburg and so we don't see him a whole lot but yep a lot of uh skincare and things like that that we talk about talk. um but there is one story that I was told maybe about a year ago about this woman that doesn't work with us, but she's kind of in the same field. Um, and she was married to this guy and the claim was that they had bought this house and when they were doing remodeling, they found gold bars in the wall. What? And um, so then when they got divorced she's like i'm entitled to half of the gold bars and the husband claimed that there were no gold bars and so now everyone thinks she's crazy what mm -hmm. this seems like a wives tale oh my like, god sounds like a sounds like a story you tell to new like say all the newbies yeah so that like they <laughs> sign a prenup so that like you don't look like you're crazy so when you go to court and the guy's like there's no gold bars. It's like <laughs> you're gonna commit perjury. He's like, there's gold bars. I suppose it's hilarious. I, that is not at all what I expected. That is awesome. That is so cool. I wish somebody would tell me that. Like tales at my work. All I do is as a transporter, I just talk to people. You know, I just talk to people. It's a good time. But the thing that I find out is that other transporters. Now this age range is like 72 to like 16. And you think you have gossip? We are the mill. We produce gossip. Wherever you are, you heard it from us. We, <laughs> we have like things from like people figuring out like cooking recipes like on their phone to like playing games during downtime. Because of course, every job has downtime. Sometimes we have a lot. Sometimes we don't. And let me tell you, all of these people either hate each other. Or they just love pretending to hate each other. I don't know what it is, but it's like one moment they'd be having a conversation and they'll just be like, yeah, dude, your dog's awesome. That's amazing. And then as soon as they leave, they're just like, I hope their dog dies. And it's like, what? 
Are you kidding me? Why would you say that? Yeah. I don't know. I'm still <laughs> grasping all this knowledge. I'm a sponge right now. Um, it was just it was just absolutely insane. Um, one lady, she was just like, um, hey, can you guys help me um slide a patient in this other room? And you know, everybody like got up or whatever, and then some people helped, some people didn't. Because in reality, you need at max like four people to slide one person, unless you know they're a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. So reality, if you're like 200 to even probably 300 pounds, four, four people, people probably got it. it. Cause you're just sliding somebody over. Not a big deal. She noted every single person who did not help and didn't talk to him for two days. Every single person. Keep in mind, we work with the entire radiology department. So that's probably like a hundred so people. And she's just like, Nope, you are not my friend. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then, um, this one lady, she made puppy chow, and she only let certain people have it, though. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? And she's just like, don't even ask. And it's like, what? <laughs> even ask? I'm just sitting there dumbfounded, like, you made puppy chow? Like, what? And you brought it. That's, you can't <laughs> do that. If you bring enough, you got to have enough for the class, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's just a rule. Or at least allow everybody to partake until it's gone. Not saying you had to bring enough to share, but you can't just exclude people from having food you brought in. Like on purpose? Yeah. That's not <laughs> okay. to me. That's not okay. Oh, man. And then you have these like older gentlemen, you know, in their 70s or you're just for part time and they like spend portions of their day just disappeared and they're like in the break room watching CNN, you know, and it's just like, all right, man. And then, oh my gosh, they were complaining about how like the government's going to take away like our coffee. Oh, <laughs> what so like i'm I'm definitely not like huge political person and i'll just be like hey if that makes sense go you you know that's a good idea right and they're just like dude they're gonna take away all our coffee and first of all i'm just like i'm kind of confused what left wing and right wing is like can you tell me lefts and rights like sometimes i do get lost in the hospital and there's like that's not what that is i'm like i'm joking anyway (laughs) they're just hardcore and i'm just like i'm pretty sure nobody's tried to take away your coffee like I'm a hundred percent certain. I understand like some people are like electric cars, this and that, and they get grumpy or whatever. And I'm just like, dude, I have never heard of anybody taking away your coffee. We just were at Shields and there was an entire rack of like specialty coffee just on its own. So many bags of coffee from like these different small companies. Coffee is one of like the last things I think they take away. Like yeah, that. I don't even know. I don't know how you how you could even do that. It's like so much money. It's a wide open market, and it's not a drug, technically. Well, technically, coffee's not the drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coffee itself, right, right. You're right. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's FDA approved. It's okay. Yeah, it's. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a it's a food. It's a food stuff, as they would say. Yeah, it's just beans. Man. You can't. You can't. You can't outlaw food. <laughs> you can. You could. But coffee is definitely one of those things. I think that's that stuff's been around since like. Jesus was around, man. Yeah, honestly. It's a long time. What was what was did he give reasons or was no. it just, just See, the classic government's gonna take it away? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, so that's what we have. Crap. We just have older people who just come in, sit down in a huff, and they're just like, dude, they're taking away our coffee. Ooh! <laughs> what Facebook post did you read? Did you read the title of and you didn't do any more research and now you think it's facts? So the another guy was like asking him those questions and he's just like, Oh, you don't understand. He's got up, <laughs> got up and walked away. Oh my goodness. You don't understand. 
Yeah, there's a lot of out of pocket things that are said. Um, one guy just goes around and just talks about cocaine, straight up in a hospital, and our boss just yells at him and says, "You can't say that. I'm gonna write you up next time you do." And then you know, 15 times go by, and it's like, I don't think you are. <laughs> All right. So yeah, it was a uh, just a adjustment, I guess, and it's amazing because you know. I always like the the older guys. They're just like, yeah, all the all the gals around here, the ladies, you know, they're they're always gossiping. But yet, those two older men are like the biggest gossipers I know. Jacking their jaws. Like they're time. just like sitting there, just like, yeah, did you hear about so and so and this and that? No, it was their birthday yesterday. They had a cake and this and this. And I'm, I'm like, how do you know how many candles they had? Like, I understand it's an age, but like, what? Yeah, they turned sixty five. They had thirty four candles. Like, what? Huh? And I was like, oh my gosh. They got too much time on their hands. Sometimes. But also, they're like the ones who are just like, yeah, I hate lazy people. So they'll be like doing like little things. They'll even be like fixing the beds. And it's like, that's not your job. So it looks like they're busy. Yeah. Or like they just want to feel busy. Or I don't know. I guess, yeah. I feel like they have more of a purpose or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And like, we have maintenance people who fix the beds. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, yeah, give me, a, give me a Phillips, man. And they're in there just like twirling it around. And I'm just like... You know, we have a lot of beds that are broken. I bet you this is why. <laughs> like, just going on a limb. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, of course, I don't talk too much because, you know, I'm new. I get lost in the hospital yet. So, I mean, like, I can't say too much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say um, nurses are a different breed. Like, just nurses in general, they are crazy. And, of course, I live with, you know, Zach, who is a nurse. Yeah. Different breed. So, today, I go up for the patient. She has bed bugs. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Right? No. So I'm like, no. I ain't messing with that. No, man. I ain't. Nope. I'm asking all the coworkers, you know, the gossip mill, and I'm just like, you know, what should I do? And they're like, dude, whatever they give you, put it on. Anything. You just need to secure yourself. You are okay. Like, basically, get strapped in whatever clothing you can, and you'll be okay. I'm nervous. I'm already itching my head. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's already like, all right. Uh... I'm going up there dreading life. Like, I'm like, please let there be a fire. And ironically, a fire alarm did go off. It no was way. It was a test. Ah, I was like, dang it. I was like, could have burned off all the bed bugs. But uh, anyway, I get up there. And you, know, you have to call the nurse. Let them know you're getting a patient whatever. You know, I meet him at the door. And I'm just like, hey, man, I've never had a patient like this before. What should I do to like, you know, like prep? Like, yeah, exactly. He's just like, don't worry about it, man. And I then I look at him, right? He just, I realized he had just come through from the doorway of her room. He had nothing on. Oh my God. And he goes, yeah, it's not a big deal, bro. So uh, I did mention this to, to Zach and he goes, yeah, dude, lice are the big thing. Bed bugs, they're, they're probably not even there anymore. And I'm like, okay. Keep in mind, I put on a hairnet just to make myself feel better. And uh-huh. I'm like, praying to God, please, no. Nothing jumps. And I bring her down to her appointment. And the person who comes out, you know, on the radiology, she's just strapped down from like ankles to head. She's totally. got a hairnet going, big old coat on. She's got like uh, absolutely just like little, even little like scrubbies in her shoes, man. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, I wish I was you. Like, why can't I be cool, man? Like, oh. Where's my protective gear? Yeah. And then I was talking to the lady, you know, she's super cool. And uh, I was just like, you know, like, how did you get here? You know, like with the, with the bed bugs and stuff. And she's just like, oh, well, you see, I went from this part to this part. And then I ended up in a hospital in Vermilion and didn't have a big enough 
um, you know, whatever that she needed. And then she's in Sioux Falls. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So you just needed like the radiology division that we had. That makes sense, whatever. And she's like, yeah, how I was transported in the ambulance was I had this big, heavy, hot coat on. And I'm like, oh, to kill the bed bugs. And she's like, yeah, I was like strapped up in that. And it was really, really super hot complaining. And I'm just like, hopefully they killed them all. <laughs> yeah. And then my, uh, one of my coworkers telling me, yeah, my little brother got bed bugs. And yeah, we just burnt our mattress, all of our sheets. Oh, um, he's like, basically, my parents took away anything that was material in the house. And we just got rid of it. You can't do anything. Yeah, and that's that's how he preps me to go up to get the patient. To <laughs> see somebody <laughs> who has the bed box. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> anyway, I lived, but, you know, I definitely washed myself like seven or eight times. So, yeah, I was, I was not a fan. Not a fan. However, um, I did escape uh, the clutches of a patient who um, was just severely sick, very contagious with like anything you could think of. And the doctor's in there almost in like a hazmat suit. He's just like, yeah, she, her, you know, her chest hurts. We're going to have to, you're going to have to come back another time. And I kid you not, like I'm not Catholic, but I did like 10 Hail Marys on the way down. Like <laughs> I was like. This is awesome. You Thank made you my day. So much. Big guy upstairs, you got me, man. <laughs> but anyway, I've definitely talked enough about jobs. Um, I think we shall move into our next segment, our final segment, our adieu, our farewell of a couple riddles and see if you guys can solve them. Any objections? Don't, don't, don't have high hopes. Don't my, have high my, hopes. My brain is brain's dead i kid you not my brain is also dead all right all right here we go so this one is a bit tricky great <laughs> what has a neck but no head uh my guess is like a sweater like a turtleneck that's actually a good guess but don't think of material think of something more of like something you use when you eat but it's not food do do utensils have necks? It's not a utensil. But you use it to eat food. That's got a neck. I said I said with food, oh, not not, with not to use you to eat. Oh, is it like with... a bottle of wine or something? Bottle. Yes. Oh. The bottle has a neck but no head. Fresh mm. neck. All right. The more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? Uh, it's the more you take, the more you leave behind. Correct. It's like time or patience or something like that. It's something like abstract like that. Am I on the right path? Uh, it has nothing to do with time or anything like that. Is it abstract like that? It could be. It's not, you know. <laughs> the more you take. I think you're on the right track in thinking-wise, but it's nothing to do with, with um, what you were talking about. Um, there's a famous quote. Money. No. Good try. There's a famous quote where it's like with couples and they're like, we left these um, one pair instead of two because you carried me. Oh, it's steps. The more you take, the more you leave. Like mm -hmm. footprints. Footprints. Correct. What? I just was repeating footprints. Oh, footprints. Hey, nice answer, Maddie. Woo! You're up in the leaderboard. All right. 
David's father had three sons, Snap, Crackle, and David. Yeah. David's father. <laughs> David wasn't the father. That's like, what was George Washington's white horse? What color was it? Black. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> what was the War of 1812? Uh, 1823. Close. Shoot. 30? You'll get it. <sighs> All right. Last one. What is more useful when it is broken? Think food. Say glass, but that's not a funny bread. joke. Bread? No. C, break bread. C, A, you pulled in. You come to um, my house, you break bread with me. C? I didn't know. <laughs> On the what... day of my granddaughter's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> you say that the, you break it up, the more useful it is? Yeah, so what is more useful when it is broken? It's something that pertains to food. Bread was a good guess. Thank you. It's broken. So, like, what is something that you break when you cook? Oh, an egg? Boom! Nice. I was going to say like a sauce, but I'm like, no, it's too culinary. That doesn't make sauce. sense. Yeah, you break a sauce. If you break a sauce, if the sauce breaks, it separates. That's another word for it. I breaks. Know. Oh. I had no idea. It's a very obscure reference, I think. That's why I said it was too culinary. <laughs> See, she's dogging me all the time like this. Oh, man. Tell you what, maybe you should get a cookbook. Teacher, what's up? I, I have too many cookbooks. Really? Yeah. How many do you have? We got like four or five. All right. I guess so. It's close. To close out this podcast, what a beautiful episode. Thanks for being here. I do want to ask, what is the best meal you've ever made? That I yes, personally yourself. So like it can't, it has to be something you made for yourself. Am I understanding this correctly? Sure. Okay. Oh, best meal I've ever made for myself. I mean, I'm just going off of like Rec your cookbook wise Re recency bias. I made a stinking good chicken wild rice soup. Really? This week. Yeah, it would do. The when I made it, it was delicious. The next like leftovers were even better. It was that good. Awesome. I made from scratch. That <laughs> was delicious. When you heat it up and it's still good. Oh man. It was so good. Yeah. Maddie, any taggers? Well, I'm not the cook in the family, so Well, it's something you made for yourself. Right. Um I like this like tomato mushroom I... pasta that pasta. I really like. But Ethan hates mushrooms and diced tomatoes, so he's not a fan. But that is probably my favorite thing that I make. Awesome. Well, I make a very, very mean bowl of cereal. So oh, kind of. <laughs> got you all top. Usually Lucky Charms. Mm. Sometimes I mix in some Reese Puffs, though. I can't, I can't tell you last time I had Lucky Charms. I want to say it was like two years ago for me. It's just, you know, my biggest thing while I'm growing up is that milk goes by way too fast. What do you mean? Like it expires? Yes. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, the older you get, the more you're like, no wonder why my mom was like, you got to have coleslaw, you know, seven nights in a row. Yeah, you got to have <laughs> It goes bad, man. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just all makes sense now. I wish they'd bring back the milkman. Just bring it to your door. I think you'd be a great milkman. <laughs> Thank you, mate. All right, so if anybody out there wants to uh, support us and get us a milk truck, we will become your milkmen. Of course, in college, hey man, pay attention to your professor and probably do not show up late to class unless you're a freshman. Of course, 
Pasta is a very good thing to make, so I hear. I bet you it tastes even better. Anyway, thank you for listening. Please comment some riddles. We'd love to hear some. And of course, thanks for listening. And thank you for listening to our podcast called Life.